This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. This is Reception Perception, the show. Now, James Cole and Matt Harmon. Hey, let's talk about a guy that has been, well, he's been lightly used, to be honest with you. How about Wandale Robinson? I mean, the last three games probably is is what you're going off of, Matt, because, you know, he's played four games total, didn't really get used very much uh, there in week number one, and, and now he's back healthier. Don't know if he's fully healthy, but healthier anyways. And over the last three games, a pretty low-volume type dude. Five targets, 3.7 receptions, just 34 yards receiving in what is a very low-volume passing attack as well. What does reception perception tell you about uh, Wandell Robinson? Yeah, Robinson's a really interesting player. And honestly, I almost kind of feel like I don't 100% like have a feel on on Wandell Robinson yet because as a as a collegiate player I really thought he mostly looked like a guy that was going to be a gadget player at the NFL level Mm -hmm. and I still sort of kind of feel that way like you know in terms but maybe from a usage standpoint he's like a um you know I mean I get on one oh man this is gonna be so difficult but like Wandale Robinson from a usage standpoint could be a little bit um Rondale Moore ish but less of the fake receiver stuff that we saw last year and more of like Okay, some of the slot stuff that we've seen this year, you know, and again, when you look at Wandale Robinson from a reception perception standpoint, he's definitely not going to blow you away from like a success rate versus a coverage standpoint. You know, he's certainly not going to be a big time man beater, a press beater because he's not that type of player. But, you know, 75 percent success rate versus zone. I I wonder some of that about the health, too. Um, But what is interesting to me about him and why I think he could be a really interesting player for the second half of the season is he does show a little bit of more of ability than I thought in like his ability to win on some intermediate and downfield routes. You know, the slant routes pretty solid there, uh, but he has an average success rate on the post route. Uh, he hmm. has a 77.8% success rate on the dig route. I was kind of surprised too, because they haven't necessarily had, they've not necessarily targeted him there, but he's run the, his, in terms of um, the majority of his routes, they've been post routes like they've actually kind of gotten him running downfield they just haven't gotten him necessarily Hmm. hitting those big plays yet and what's really what and talk about contested catch guys i i kind of want you to to like go pull up the game pass and like search all of wandale robinson's targets because like the guy has had seven contested catch attempts that i've charted in again pretty much just like three and a three and change games right um and he's won 88 uh or 85.7 percent of them like wow. the guy, despite being small, pretty so like small, small, but mighty. Yeah. He's so, I mean, he's so small, <laughs> but he's kind of a bit of a badass in these contested situations. And I was like, I was impressed by that because that is look impressive. again, most of his stuff is going to be running in the open field. They're going to get him against zone coverage and he's going to, you know, kind of win um, in that type of way. But I think, I think there are some signs from him early in his career of being like, maybe a Jamison Crowder type of player. And I know that's not going to like, I just compared Chris Olave to Stefan Diggs, right? Okay. So that's not going to like, <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to melt the listeners' right. faces, right? Yeah. Um, that's not going to go crazy. But 
I do think like, remember Jameson Crowder, he was like a legit slot receiver that made plays down the field too. I know he got a bit of like into the pop gun slot receiver role, role with like Sam Darnold and the Adam Gase offense. Cause of course, but you know, back in Washington, like Jamison Crowder is making plays on those post routes, stuff like that. And, you know, be a guy who could win in, in kind of tight coverage there. So I don't know. Wondell Robinson, I'm not hundred percent sure. How, like I, like I said, I don't know that I have a great feel for him as a player, but there's some stuff in there that intrigues me a little bit, especially on a wide open depth chart there in New York. Yeah, a round two pick, uh, pick number 11 in the second round there for the New York Giants. Uh, we talk about his size, just 5'8", 178 pounds. Um, and, and, you know, look, it was he's an, a decent athlete. I think he's got a little bit more wiggle in the short area uh, than he does in terms of, like, long speed. Running a 4-4-4-40 at that size is not great. It's like, uh, eh, you, yeah, yeah, that's man. It's not bad. It's certainly not bad. It's just, eh, you know, uh, and a 34 and a half inch vertical too, uh, is just kind of eh about, you know, in terms of what, what he can do from an explosive, uh, standpoint. So yeah, I, I'll, I'm interested. Um, I am interested to see what he can do. And, and I kind of agree with that overall assessment of, Hey, listen, man, like he can do some creative things. And I think he's working with the, the exact right coach, yeah. In Brian Dable to kind of yeah. bring out those things. I think Matt, it probably would be fair to say that if this guy, Wandale Robinson was on a different roster, I think the vibes around him might be a little bit different. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think Dable's probably putting him in the right spot at the right time to try to maximize what this guy can do. I think so. And, you know, you mentioned how high he went in the NFL draft. That was like surprising at the time. You know, he went ahead right. of guys like George Pickens, Sky Moore, Alec Pierce, you know, who had a little bit more hype on them. Um, and he went he went so high. It was kind of like, man, are they are they sold on Kadarius Tony at the time? And, you know, all the co- all the Tony bros are like, no, 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 Tony's still the wide receiver. One. Well, they freaking traded Kadarius Tony in the middle of the season. And like, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, I guess we guess right. we got the answer on that one. Um, yes. But, you know, Wanda Robinson certainly is ticketed, I think, to be like a souped up Isaiah McKenzie uh, for this offense. Or think about like, you know, and the cool thing about the Giants, right, is that Brian Dable is not calling the plays, but he's certainly involved in the design of the offense, right? But he's been yeah. – I think that's been a huge part of why they've been so successful, especially on, like, game management stuff. Take note, offensive coordinators. Uh, Gellhart and I talked about this a few episodes ago, how I think Brian Dable passing off the play-calling duties of Mike Kafka has been a, a good thing for his development as a head coach in year one. But, obviously, fingerprints are going to be all over the offense. And yeah, even Mike Kafka coming from Kansas City, they've taken advantage of these, like, slot-type players – you know, for years, right there in Kansas city. And, you know, even Cole Beasley had a huge season for the bills in this Brian Dayball offense. And like, you know, like I said, Isaiah McKenzie has had some moments there as well. And and Wanda Robinson certainly looks like it looks like much more of a real receiver than Isaiah McKenzie does out there at this point. So um, I, I'm pretty interested again, very limited sample size here, Yeah, but I do, I do think that we've seen some encouraging things for him being like a, you know, long time slot receiver, maybe like a Golden Tate type of player. If um, hmm. if I'm being a, trying to be a little more exciting than you know, damn Jameson Crowder. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that. Here, it's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. 
Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, here's here's the problem. If his success rate versus zone holds, and, and I think I heard you say it was around 75%, that's not that encouraging, right? Yeah. Because you want a guy that is of that size, of that skill set. Um, and again, if you're not like super knee deep into, you know, reception perception data, you would like that kind of player to be north of 80% success rate versus yes. zone. Um, 75% knocks you down to slightly below average, right? So like, that's not ideal. Although we can also say this, it's a three game sample, three and change. Yeah. Um, and, and a couple of those games, again, probably still coming off of that injury. He's a rookie to was me, it a high ankle sprain, high ankle sprain that he had. It was right? a high ankle. One? Yeah. That's so, tough. Yeah. It's tough to come back. So it, it, I, I think you would agree with me that his profile could go any kind of direction from now till the end of the season. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually looking it up. Uh, Jamison Crowder, 2015, uh, in his rookie season, I, I know again, real sexy comparison here, 72.7% success rate versus um, zone coverage. And then in his uh, second season in 2016, he jumped up to 81.9%. Like I wouldn't be surprised if uh, a guy like Wandale Robinson, when he learns a little bit more, when he gets a little mm-hmm. bit healthier, you know, Jamison was a guy who struggled with injuries. Right. So like I, I right. could see, him eventually and then like in 2019 uh he has big season jameson crowder 82.8 percent success rate versus zone coverage like he eventually got up to that level and i feel like wandale could eventually get up there especially because we're seeing some success on some of those uh more down the field routes and um i'm, I'm gonna you know, filibuster a little bit and, and look <laughs> look this up too okay but like the rookie report from last year you know um like i'm thinking about a guy like uh like like Amon Ross St. Brown from his rookie report last year, you know, he was not, they were kind of still trying to figure him out. Right. And he was a guy that oh, was yeah. way, oh, yeah. way down to like 70% success rate versus zone. But by the end of the season in his full season sample, he was up at like 81%, you know? So right. I think that's actually, you know, everybody's trying to find like the breakout rookie receiver. Like you mentioned, um, we saw a huge jump from Amon Ross St. Brown as like a full, like a, a, a kind of part-time player, to then when the Lions figured him out in those last few games, you know, man, he just he obviously went crazy. And a lot of that was because they cut his route tree to come a little bit more closer to the line of scrimmage. Right. They started using him more off the line, more in the slot. And, and Wandale even has been like about 74 percent of his snaps in the slot. Like, I think we could see him more being like closer to 80, not 85, 90 percent. And that would, again, just increase the success rate versus zone number because um, the usage would be different. I mean, it's crazy looking back at Amon Ross St. Brown's like rookie reports uh, from his his rookie report route chart last year. Uh-huh. 21% uh, nine routes. What were they doing having <laughs> Amon Ross St. Brown running 20% nine routes? Doesn't Man, come on. Like, and come his on, route tree by the end of it looks totally different. So I think that's kind of a good – I'm not saying Wando Robinson's about to go, you know, I'm on Ross St. Brown stupid in the second half of the season, but uh, like that post by rookie bump, the, 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 yeah. the jump after, like you said, after a few weeks, of the game, I think we could see that from, from Wandale Robinson. Maybe that success rate versus zone number gets up closer North of 80%. Dude, you know, it's interesting. You, you, you bring up Amon Ross St. Brown. There's another smallish slot receiver dude that is amazing in the contested catch area. So if, if Wandale can continue that, you know, finding that success in contested catch, 
I don't know, man. Like that's, that's a, that's a good one for me. Um, and again, I'm, I have all the faith in the world in Kafka and Dable, man. Like they're going to find the right spot to put this guy in. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, because I tell you what, you, you erase a lot of mistakes when you're able to kind of pluck that ball away from defenders as well. Um, and you know, what? only 35% rostered, only 35% rostered in Yahoo leagues, Wandale Robinson. I think, he's yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Kind of a guy to stick on the end of benches and for um, sure. pretty interesting. Darius Slayton, you know, he's like a vertical stretch guy. So someone in the middle of the field, uh, Wandale Robinson would be great. Hey, they're, they're getting Kenny Galladay back this week. Do you see that? Oh God. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> I'm in such a I'm in such a like, like injury on, hellacious man. situation with one of my wide receivers, like my one dynasty team, uh, where uh-huh. my receivers like I lost Mike Williams. I actually just traded him away for um a, a, couple, a couple things, but uh yeah, I lost like Mike Williams. I lost Marquise Brown, and I was like, you know what, Kenny Galladay's on the waiver wire. Maybe I'll oh, just God. pick him up if I got. <laughs> Jesus, no, I'm I'm down down bad. bad. (laughs) I'm down bad. I probably will never have to play him, but like, hey, you know what? Just in case, just in case. It's, dude, bro, you, you're the wide receiver guy. You don't have wide receivers. Like, what's going? No, I do. I mean, okay. Listen, listen. You're the wide receiver guy. What are you talking about? I I do have wide receivers. Um, I'm just saying, like, I had those two injury problems. God, look, I still have. I still have Steph Diggs, Tyler Lockett, Michael Gallup. Oh, um, yeah, I mean we're still, oh, yeah. we're still good. But it's like okay, okay I'm I'm kind of considering like, you know, starting Julio Jones at, at the flex because I had a late oh, pick and I took Sky Moore oh, with see. like the tenth pick in the first round. So and he's not contributing. I have Ke- no. I have Kadarius Tony on this team as a second round pick from last year, and like that's the problem. It's like I'm a, you know Corey Davis is like my kind of guy that I rotate in there, and he's. He's hurt. He's so. banged up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So a lot of injuries, bro. I I, I was go. like, okay. I was like seven deep until the injuries. And now I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay maybe good. Kenny Galladay right, makes good. a good pickup off the freaking <laughs> waiver wire. All right. Faith restored. Faith restored. Good.